You're listening to the Spooniepreneur Podcast, the show that helps you learn how to pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a life-first business. I'm your host, Nicole Neer, and on this podcast, I am taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness. If you are a Spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you have been listening the past few weeks, you know that I am taking you step by step through what it looks like to make a huge pivot in your business. And for me, this actually means I'm coming to learn that I'm building a brand spanking new business. Um, In the past, when I've made changes in my business, I've just done a pivot you know, changed some things, added a new offer, but I haven't really built something from scratch. And what I'm realizing is that in my business right now, I have three kind of distinct income sources. So I have a virtual support agency, which is called Bloom Admin Services right now. And that's where the majority of my income comes from. We do marketing and system strategy for service-based online entrepreneurs, like coaches, course creators, that kind of thing. I work as an online business manager through the agency, and I also oversee a team of VAs. I also have started doing high-level consulting work, helping people with their marketing and system strategies in their business. Uh, I just started doing this about six months ago, and well, I guess it's been closer to a year. And I absolutely love it. This is the big offering that I'm creating right now is a VIP day experience. So taking that high level work and putting it into a one day premium experience for clients. And then if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I also do mentoring and online programs for Spoonies, which I love. It's it's my passion project. Um, it's It has taken an experience, the experience of living with chronic illness, and helped me find some some meaning in it and helped me to pay forward the help that I got when I was first coming to terms with my diagnosis. Even though, I mean, let's be real, (laughs) we go through periods of time where uh, we are more comfortable with our diagnosis and then periods of time where we are super angry and rage against it. And that's just normal. But I did have help from a lot of really great Spoonies as I was coming to terms with everything for the first time. And I really knew that I wanted to pay that forward. So I have these three different, I have these three different income streams in my business and What I've been doing over the last couple of months, I would say the last three months, is I kind of took a step back and looked at everything that's going on in my business and realized that I couldn't keep going with what was essentially three different businesses. It just didn't feel cohesive. And so one of the things that I do when I am thinking through these big changes, trying to figure out a pivot, Um, trying to do all of that and basically run the three businesses that I have now is I slow down so I can speed up later. (laughs) And this is something that I feel like we don't talk about enough. This idea usually in entrepreneurial circles is you have to just work really hard. You have to hustle. You have to do all the things because then you've built the business and you can just sit back and enjoy the fruits of your labor. 
when you're a spoonie, hustle is not an option. (laughs) And even though the marketer in me kind of cringes when I make the decision to step back from posting on social media at all, I also understand that I have to do it so that I have the time and the energy and the bandwidth to do the visioning so that I can more effectively market down the road. So that's what I've been doing. And I wish you could see in my office right now because what I do when I'm visioning is I get those really big sheets of post-it paper, you know, like they use in like corporate presentations or something. I get them and then I just start like mapping out sales funnels and mapping out marketing strategies and doing all of it on this huge like post-it paper. So I have, I think, let me count, I have like nine of them in my office right now, just like littering the walls. And I've been visioning all the things that this business is going to be. And so I mentioned that, you know, I am basically building a brand new business. I've decided really over the last week and a half that it's going to be called the Resilient Business Toolkit because I really believe that, you know, one of the gifts that therapy has given me is the knowledge that You don't just use one strategy to help you do whatever it is you want to do in life. You have to have a set of tools that you can draw on at different times. Your needs are gonna be different day to day, but you have to have a toolkit to help you do what you need to do. And I've learned that this is true in business too. In my toolkit, I think that everybody needs to have simple marketing strategies. They need to understand the simple systems that can run their business efficiently without a whole lot of fuss. And I really believe that we need to re- we need to shift the paradigm so that entrepreneurs build life first businesses. Okay, so it's it's not I'm going to put my business in front of my family, in front of my health, in front of all the other things that I want to do, but it's building a business that just works around your life and not the other way around. And so to do all of this, I'm reshaping the offers that we're having. I'm reshaping how I'm approaching all the marketing, all of those things. And for me, I've had this huge mindset block around branding for the business. If you have ever researched branding for your business, you know that it's not cheap. (laughs) Um, Custom logo design, getting together all of the colors and all of the the branding boards and all the things. It's a lot of work. And I know it's a lot of work because it's something that previously we had done for clients in my business. So I understand just how intense it can be. And because we've done this work for clients, I had always just done all of the marketing and branding for the business myself. I didn't ever want to spend the big chunk of money to do it for the business because I was like, oh, I can just do it myself. And it's been a huge like mindset block for me because I tell my clients all the time, just because you can do something doesn't mean you need to be the one doing it. And I'm terrible at taking my own advice. (laughs) Um, And I've realized over the last really the last week that just because I could do all of these brand new pieces doesn't mean that I really need to be doing them. I have other things that I could be doing with my time and my energy, and I need to focus on those things and not, you know, futzing around building like logos and figuring things out in Canva. So I'm actually meeting this afternoon with a graphic designer to hopefully start working on some branding stuff for the new business and helping me to get all of that squared away. 
But doing this, taking this step of working with a graphic designer has actually been part of this bigger picture that I'm manifesting. And I know a lot of my business friends have been asking me to share more about manifestations, about the law of attraction. Um, This is really woo-woo. So if it's not your thing, like you have my permission to just like turn the podcast off now and go find something else to listen to. You are not going to hurt my feelings, but um, it's something that I do quite often. It's something that I, I think that I'm quite good at. And so I thought I would just step you through how I'm manifesting this bigger picture of my business and the tips that I have used personally to help me manifest things in the past. So first, let's let's take a step back and let's talk about what it means to manifest something. In my world, in my understanding, it's really just the act of setting a goal for yourself, setting this thing that you really want in your life, and then co-creating with the universe to make it happen. Um, we all do this in one you know, shape or another in our lives, we set goals and we work towards them. And I believe that we can do that in tandem with the universe, whatever you want to call it. You want to call the universe, you want to call it God. You know, for me, I believe that we can partner with that energy to get things done in a way that is probably way better than if we had just tried to do it on our own. So that's what I've learned to do in my life. And When I was starting my business journey four years ago, I learned about the law of attraction and it sounded amazing. I was like, yeah, I really want to do that. I really want to be able to co-create with the universe and make these huge things happen. But then I would get super, super frustrated by the whole thing (laughs) because I felt like I was doing it wrong or I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. And I was really what I was doing is I was manifesting a whole bunch of really Like I would give the universe a signal that I wanted one thing. And then a week later, I would change my mind and the universe would be like, yeah, but what do you really want? (laughs) Like, What does this even really look like? Um, Or I would be super, super specific in my manifesting. I would be like, I want to make 7K months just from client income. Um, And that wasn't the best way to do it either. And I'll talk about why in a second. Uh, But what I really realized is that Manifesting is not about so much the goal setting as it is the act of surrender. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Um, When we have this goal, I think we believe as humans, especially I, you know, you guys know that I suffer from anxiety. And as humans, when we have this big goal, it tends to consume our thoughts. And so we will lay in bed at night at, you know, trying to get to sleep, thinking about the goal, worrying if it's going to happen. And then, you know, we'll wake up at 2 a.m. and we'll still be worrying about the goal and worrying about if it's going to happen. And as we're doing things to make this goal come alive later, we are still worrying about if it's going to happen. And I truly believe that what you focus on expands. And so when you are focusing on your fear about if something's going to happen, your fear just blows up. And that's what, that's what becomes, you know, you, you start thinking about manifesting and you start feeling fear. Like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it wrong. Oh my gosh, this is never going to happen. This is too audacious. I, this is never going to happen. 
And when you come at it with that energy, it's no surprise that you're not getting necessarily maybe the results that you want because you're approaching everything with fear. And so the first step to overcoming this is really reshaping the goals that you're setting. So let's go back to the example of, I wanna make $7,000 a month just from client income. When we tell the universe that we want that, we're doing a couple of things. Um, And the biggest thing that we're doing is we're limiting the universe. So when you say, I want $7,000, the universe is gonna help you get $7,000, but maybe you could have gotten 10, or maybe you could have gotten $20,000. And when you limit it to $7,000, you are just telling it, okay, that's all that I want, instead of just I, you know, want to make enough money to do X or to do Y or to do Z in my life. The other thing that you're doing when you say just through client work, I mean, maybe that to you is like, I just, I I want to have these projects that come in so I can, you know, make this $7,000 a month. What if that money could come other ways? You know, what if you could come into a windfall? You know, what if there were other projects or other things that you could do to make money and if you just limited it to this very specific thing that you're doing in your business, you're not opening yourself up for those things. You you limit the, the universe's ability to give you what is in your highest and greatest good. And so for me, the way that I counter this is I tie my manifestation goals to something that is a little more emotional. So for me, when I was trying to scale my business, I was trying to increase my income. I really wanted to stop having this fear when I would go to buy something. And, you know, I come from a working class background. My dad worked at a factory. My mom um, alternated staying home with me and being, you know, a teacher. And we had everything we needed, but money was tight sometimes and we would go to the grocery store and my mom would you know we would have coupons that we would use and then my mom would she had a calculator that she would bring with her to the grocery store so she could calculate how much money we were spending so we didn't go over our budget and so I always associated going to the grocery store with this kind of struggle of oh my gosh, am I going to have enough to pay for what I want? And as I was meal planning, I would be like, okay, let's make the thing that is cheapest, that's going to last the longest. I didn't think about what necessarily I enjoyed. It was more about how can I make this money stretch as, as far as it can. And for many people, I know that's the truth. I wanted to be able to go into the grocery store and buy what I wanted without stress. And so as I was trying to up-level my business, that's what my manifestation goal was. My goal was not, I wanna make 7K using, you know, buy client work in my business. My goal was, I wanna go to the grocery store and buy what I want without having to take a calculator, without having to feel stressed about it. And the reason this shift is important is because one of the biggest things that you can do in your business is you can act as if something has already happened. Too often when we set goals, we set a goal that's lofty and we think, I'm going to do that when this happens. And when you're manifesting, you act as if that thing is inevitable because you really believe that it is inevitable. There's no way that this isn't happening. So I'm just going to act as if it's already happened. Now, that doesn't mean that I went into the grocery store and just started spending whatever I wanted when I didn't have the money. But 
at first, when I went to the grocery store, I would pick one thing that I wanted to buy and I would buy it without worrying about how much it was. And then eventually, as more money started coming in, I would choose one meal a week that I made and I didn't worry about what it cost, right? If I needed to buy three different spices or some expensive ingredient to make the recipe, I would just do it. And then eventually, I moved from buying my meat in the, you know, the grocery store to going to the farmer's market and buying the really, really good organic grass-fed produce and, and, you know, meat. Eventually, you know, the point I'm at now, I walk into the grocery store and I really don't, you know, it's not like I spend crazy amounts on food, but it, my enjoyment is what is at the top of my mind. It's what is nourishing for my body. What am I going to enjoy versus how much is it going to cost? It didn't happen overnight, but I took these little steps and they were steps that were within my power to take, but making that the goal also said to the universe, I am open for whatever abundance you have for me. And I'm open to what is going to be in my highest and greatest good by not limiting myself to that $7,000. Like our business cleared $20,000 in one month, a couple of months ago. And the point, it was really exciting. Like I was very excited about it, but I was more excited by the fact that now, not only do I go to the grocery store and buy what I want, but when I find those little tchotchkes on Amazon that I want, I just buy them. And it's not a big deal. Like I just do it. Um, And for me, working class background, that feels super luxurious. And I'm able to do that because... I manifested these things. Now, I want to be clear that this is not easy. And, you know, when I started talking about this, I talked about the art of surrender because we try to micromanage how these things are going to work out. When I first started manifesting, I want to go to the grocery store and spend what I want. I had this plan of what I thought it was going to take for me to get there. Um, This elaborate business plan of I'm going to have these offers. I'm going to be able to do things this way and I'm going to make this money that way. And guess what? Very few of those things actually came to light. Um, About, I want to say nine months into manifesting this. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know what happened. I had a client who decided to stop working with our agency and start working with, um, a lower cost VA who lived in another country. And that client took three others with him to go work with that other team. It was devastating to me personally. It was devastating to the business. And before I started, you know, this law of attraction manifestation journey, I would have totally freaked out. I would have gone into panic mode. I would have started looking for clients anywhere that I could. And because I'd been doing the work for a little bit, and this is mindset work, this is acting as if, you know, what I want is already going to happen. I realized, okay, the universe has my back. Everything is always going to work out for me. So I'm just going to take a deep breath and I'm going to let the dust settle. And then I'm going to see what happens after that. Because I know that when that energy clears, that energy that felt stagnant and needed to be cleared from the business, when that goes away, there's going to be something even better on the other side of it. And the truth is, is that those clients left over the period of like three weeks, we lost three clients. And then within three weeks, I had had three more clients come in that were way more lucrative and were so much better aligned with 
the agency that I was creating, with the business that I was building. If I had freaked out and just gone out and found any client that I could, that would not have happened. Um, But it happened because I had a clear goal that was more emotional than it was based on my own limited logic. And I was able to surrender to what needed to happen. And that's so, so difficult Um, for me. For me, clients has been the way that I have taught myself surrender, meaning, you know, there have been situations and there always are when you're a service-based business where clients leave and you have that freak out moment of like, oh my gosh, like my friend Kim says, you know, I'm going to have to go live in a van down by the river, <laughs> you know? like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Um, and then I realized after it happened a few times that on the other side of it, there was always something really great and, and more amazing than the thing that just exited my life. And it was like, oh, yeah, the universe really does have my back. Like, I can actually relax and know that what I want is still going to happen. Even when these crazy things happen, I just have to surrender and listen to my intuition because my intuition is going to tell me what I need to do next. You know, surrender does not mean that we just stop and not do anything. It's not being paralyzed, but it's listening to your intuition and following the clues that the universe is going to give you because those clues are going to help you take the next right step. You know, that's why I talk about taking things one step at a time because when we get so tied to our vision of what it quote unquote should look like, um, things generally don't work out the way that we think they should. (laughs) So I've stopped um, trying to live in the world of the shoulds and more in the world of let's just do the next right thing and keep going that way because it's all going to work out the way I want it to. So this, you know, last couple of weeks since I have talked to you, I have been practicing what I preach. Um, I am manifesting some really big things in my life, both professionally and personally, Um, you know, I am manifesting way more time in my business for myself to do the things that I love, like creating this podcast, like creating videos and blog posts and, uh, the online programs that I love. I want to have more time to do that and spend less time doing the one-on-one work with clients. That's a big thing I'm manifesting. Um, personally, I'm also manifesting some pretty big stuff. Um, starting to think about, actually uh, moving (laughs) out of my house to a completely different state um, and kind of starting fresh, which feels really good. It feels super scary. I'm still trying to wrap my my head around exactly what from that I'm going to specifically manifest, but um, I'm starting to think about that too and how this business that I'm building is going to play into that. So um, I hope that this was helpful. I feel like this is a really long episode, but I hope this was helpful. I know a lot of you have asked me about manifesting, and that's really a big part of my process. I think my my biggest, uh, the biggest takeaways that I want you to have are really that we need to tie our goals into something that is a little bit more emotional and something that we can see progress on week to week and be ready to surrender, to do the mindset work, to help ourselves push through things, uh, to get out of our comfort zone and to let the universe 
do what it needs to do, when you open up and you surrender to it, it's going to feel super messy. It's going to feel really awful, actually. (laughs) Usually when I start manifesting something new, this big energy shifts and it feels super crazy. And then I get on the other side of it and I go, oh, yeah, that was exactly what needed to happen. Uh, Surrender is not easy, but it's the key to getting to where you want to go. So that's it for this week's episode of the Spinnypreneur podcast. Uh, But until next time, remember that we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for show notes from this week's episode or want to build a toolkit to help you create a life first business, visit www.theresilientbusinesstoolkit.com for free resources. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.